Dad Poet Society. Hey besties. Hey besties. I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Dead Dad, Dad Poet Society. Society. Which by the way, there was some contention of whether it was Poet Society or Poets Society. It's Poet Society. So. And it is Poet Society and I did change the Instagram name and it is correct now. Which by the way, before you even hear anything we say, follow us on Instagram at Dead Dad Poets Society. Also follow us on TikTok, which actually I haven't even checked that the username is available, but I but assume I, it will like, because who else, who is, thinking else is, of is thinking of this? Who else is thinking yeah. of this? So just a quick little introduction. My name's Lily Cork. I'm 21 years old and I'm going to be a junior at Brown University. If anyone cares, I'm studying sociology and anthropology. Don't ask me what that means. I'm not sure. Um, my name is Anna Cork. I am 23 years old. I am now at the age where it's kind of embarrassing to define yourself by where you went to university. However, I haven't done anything official since. So but um, I went to... Okay, it? I'm going to say, Lily. Um, I went to Northwestern University. I graduated class of 2022. And since then, I have been backpacking around the world. I went to 28 countries in a year. And I'm going to try to keep going. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Also, just as an FYI, we talk really, really, really quickly. Everyone who knows us knows this. Um, and we also constantly interrupt each other and probably everyone else. And that's because of our Jewish heritage. And it's actually anti-Semitic if you have a problem with that. Yeah. We will Check try yourself. To, we will try to talk more slowly. Like, this is very slow this for us. This is very difficult. Um, and we're being very brave. Yes. We're so. being very brave. So you should all be proud of us. You should all be applauding us. Little pats Thank on the you. head. Thank you. So... As you can probably tell, or as you all know, since no one else is probably listening to this other than like our mom, um, we are sisters. I am the younger sister, obviously. I'm worried that people won't be able to tell our voices apart, but they definitely will. We do sound alike, but I feel like... You guys can do it. Yeah. We yeah. believe in you guys. Yeah. And we think that you guys are really smart, interesting Very cool intelligent. People. Yeah. We don't have stupid listeners. No. Because all of our, li- we, cause all of our listeners are our mother and <laughs> probably like someone on Instagram who's like a little bit nosy about what exactly yeah. went down. Mm. And I believe that our mother is a smart woman and nosy people have investigative skills. So you'll be able to figure this out. My grandmother is definitely a big proponent of that. She has like a lot of weird little like signs around the house talking about how um, nosiness and gossip are like the two pillars of society, which I have to agree with. So... We have always been sisters because that's how sisters work. Well, um, actually, I was not a sister. So yes, so before I was born, Anna was an only child, um, and we have we have had a very tumultuous relationship over the years. Um, I mean, we've always been close, but we've always been besties. But we have been frenemies, like frenemies, at in for our sure, lives. for sure. But I think like in the past few years, yeah, I think we bonded, especially as I feel like for a lot of families, like during the pandemic. Um, we've always been really close, but I feel like Lily's been like my number one best friend since the pandemic. And we actually had to like live with each other and get to know each other as adults. Cause when I left for college, Lily was like peak teenage years and mm. she was, I was such she a was cunt. A terror. Yeah. Lily, the family's going to get mad at us for saying Oh, cunt. sorry. I was such a bitch. And we love the word bitch in our family, so that's not a problem. Yeah, that's fine. Also, yeah. Anna got to know my partner Carter really well, which definitely helped because um, we are super codependent. 
So true. And, you know, you guys make each other better people. Yeah, it's great. Stuff. But so I think ultimately that was like a really good time for us as sisters. And also, as we will elaborate on later in this episode, but also I think in overall over the course of this podcast, there's a lot of stuff happening with our family, specifically our dad, that kind of forced us to be close and um, just unify because we are the only two people in the whole world who you know understood what was going on yeah and i feel very lucky to have someone because i know a lot of people go through similar experiences and don't either have a sibling to share the burden with or their sibling just like sucks and isn't like as cool Mm. as us shout out to y'all with sucky siblings yeah love you could not be me but we are supportive of you (laughs) um (laughs) i understand that i will never i understand and like my your culture is not my costume so (laughs) even though like we have like our little things i will never pretend like we are not very lucky i will support you in silence yes and why are we gathered here today we are gathered here today because we're jewish and we like to say that um but we are also gathered here today (laughs) to talk about one of our favorite topics for a long time which is our dad's death and the fact that he is dead and for a long time this was a hypothetical (laughs) that we did love to chat about it was like uh someday yeah when that happens um uh now it is a reality so mm-hmm. our father is dead. That's the whole point yeah. of this whole situation that we have here. Although, I mean, we will use any opportunity to, you know, gab and yeah. talk and force people to listen to us. So. We love a chat. Yeah, we love a chat. We love a chat. Especially a one-sided chat. Yeah, because... A monologue, if you will. That's what... Whenever I'm talking, sometimes my friends will be like, oh my god, Anna's monologuing. Right. Because I just... Yeah. And talking into the void, it's a conversation of one. This exactly. is a conversation of two. Right. But it's kind of like a hive mind situation. So. <laughs> um, so our father's death was probably different than most. I like to like um, invalidate my experience by being like, yeah, but it's not like if like your dad died. Like yeah. it's a different situation. Um, well, like I even personally compare it to if something happened, God forbid, nothing ever will, but what to one of my other parents. And I'd be like, yeah, it, it would feel completely different. So I do think... And one of, our, one of our other parents, because our parents divorced when we were little kids and my mom remarried, um, she married Danny, our awesome stepdad. Um, yes. We love him very much. He's a father figure. And Danny has been in our lives since we were very young. So he has helped raise us and he is a parent and like as much of a parent as our mom and our dad are to us. But before we went on that little tangent, I think every situation where there's a big tragedy is unique because no situation is going to be the same. However, I do think our situation was different than pretty much everyone else's situation. We are special and we are different. (laughs) Don't forget that. Yeah, we're always going to be the most special girls alive. We are special little boys. Very, very special. Um, But... I know some other people who's had parents who has had parents pass away and our situation was interesting because it was very much anticipated but not in the way where he had some kind of like like terminal cancer okay our father was gravely depressed for most of his life he was an alcoholic um he was sober for you know a bunch of years throughout our lives um but his father committed suicide really just like 
Like, I think it's, I think it's, you know, like intro, this is a very okay. basic, you know, important long story short, both of his parents died when he was in college. His dad was also an alcoholic and he killed himself. So there's a lot of history there. It wasn't that big of a sp- surprise when he died. Needless to say. Well, yeah, he killed himself. I'm not sure if we said that. Uh, yet. Well, let's okay. Um, <laughs> he, this was not the first time that he tried to die, but it was the first time he succeeded. Yeah, he was pretty bad at it before. So yeah, massive trigger warning. We will be discussing issues such as suicide, mental illness, and um, substance abuse. If there's other specific ones, we'll bring that in. But we do be chatting. We do be talking. Any normal conversation with me in the real world probably should come with a trigger warning. So Not true. Not sound like an edgy like comedian. So true. Oh my but, god, I should come with a trigger warning. But I, I do. If you've talked to me in the past, whatever, like four months since he's died, I definitely have made a lot of jokes mm. about my dad or whenever anything inconvenienced me. I was like, I'm gonna pull a dad instead of saying I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I find amusing. Mm. Lily and I find amusing. I don't think. Everyone does. Obviously, we all have our own ways of coping, guys. Yeah, so do not judge our coping mechanisms. Now that we have that out of the way, Anna, would you like to discuss your relationship with our late father? So my relationship with my dad was complicated, which I think a lot of parent-child relationships are, but especially when the parent has severe mental illness. Um, I was extremely close with my dad. At points, I was probably too close or just present to witness some of the worst things that were happening. I definitely was his mental, emotional support. There was definitely that kind of thing of like, oh, you're the reason I'm alive, which is definitely not something that you should put on a kid or put on anyone. But there were a lot of like good aspects of my relationship with my dad. Um, He loved me a lot and like I loved him a lot. And he tried to be as present of a parent as he could be. And he showed his love in like very extravagant ways at times, usually through writing. And I really loved and appreciated that. And he's kind of the foundation for a lot of my interests and beliefs and- Intellectual stuff. Yeah, Yeah. like my intellectual foundation. And I'm very grateful to him for that. And I'm very grateful to our relationship. I feel like I got a lot out of our relationship, um, even if it was traumatic at times. And we'll obviously delve a lot more into that. But yeah, that's just kind of like a quick summary of a relationship that's very hard to summarize. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say my relationship with our dad was definitely more removed. We were obviously super close, especially when I was little. Like he was... Um, you know, with if anyone's ever, you know, experienced divorced parents who are, like, excited to go to your dad's house on the weekends because he lets you, like, eat junk food and, like, watch Disney Channel. Maybe that's just me. I feel like that's really niche. Um, but my dad was always kind of, like, a fun parent growing up, and I was definitely sheltered from a lot of, like, the bad stuff. You know, Anna was kind of the one dealing with it. And even, you know, as I got older, I definitely, for whatever reason, was a little bit more numb to situations with my dad than I was in other aspects of my life. Um, I'm a very, very intense and emotional person. And it was honestly really hard for me to feel things when it came to my dad. I think there were just so many times, so many episodes of immense sadness and anxiety and fear. And I just, th- my I guess my brain thought it would be better to just not feel much about the subject in general. Um, but yeah, my dad was so smart and he is the reason why I have a superiority complex because he made me feel like I was so smart. 
And I think he's the reason why I find anything interesting. I feel like that's going really far. That's going really far. Sorry, mom. Um, Both of my parents are really, really smart people. So we're really blessed in that aspect. Um, So true. But I loved my dad a lot. And yeah, he loved us a lot and would definitely show it, especially, you know, with his writing and also with guilt trippy texts and stuff. But he was always trying to, you know, just let us know that he was thinking about us. So none of that absentee father. Well, (laughs) I mean, he was as present as he possibly could have been. Yes. I mean, some could say like too present. Like he Mm. maybe should have like taken a step back with some Mm -hmm. of the things he was going through. But he really like... He really did his best, and I think that's definitely something we will as a father talk as a father, and that's something we'll talk about in the podcast where it's hard when you know someone is trying their best, but their best is it's not that it's not good enough; it's that it's good enough in some ways and like horribly traumatic in other ways. And trying to parse out what you can appreciate and what you're allowed to feel like angry or sad about. Um, and I think that's a big part of grief and also dealing with these kinds of parent child relationships as you grow up and you realize things Mm. as Kylie Jenner so (laughs) succinctly puts it. This has really been the year of realizing things. Oh my God. She's so I've realized so many things I've realized so much. And honestly, kind of wish I realized less. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I... I think next year is like we could have afforded year, less realizing. I think next year is our year of ignorance. <laughs> Please, and that's what I'm manifesting yeah. for myself. Yeah, I feel like as a white woman, just being like, I want to be ignorant. Like I feel like is that kind of mm, ignorance in like not a cultural or social way, but more in like a personal, yeah, familial like psyche way. Yeah, my therapist says that I intellectualize my emotions, right. so maybe we'll just be like less intellectual, more vibes. I would more love vibes. this year to be like vibe, the year of vibes, the year of vibes, and good vibes though, and good vibes. Yeah, and that is how we speak um so I guess part of our inspiration to do this podcast was that my dad was a prolific writer um he was a really good writer and also was thought knew that he was a really good writer and wanted everyone to know it he printed out every single email that he sent and received from the years of like 1996 to 2006 um if you're wondering yes he was a narcissist and Definitely saw a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have seen, but I mean, it's pretty incredible to basically be able to like look through a parent's life um, of over a decade. And also he has saved every single writing that he ever did for school. All of the lunch notes he wrote for us, which he did a lot of writing about us. Yes. Um, And that's probably part of our little complexes about how special how special and amazing, and amazing we, are. we are he did write us lunch notes basically every single week when we were in school they were very long they were always really funny um and they always had like a bunch of like random pop culture stuff that he definitely like looked up because he did not know anything about, about every morning culture. he'd go to the front page of yahoo news right and see what was and then riff today. off of it and it was usually really funny yeah. and I, it still holds up he was a funny guy through. he was very funny so we have those lunch notes to look back on and then also you know the more serious stuff he did fictional writing he wrote nonfiction, obviously um he wrote a lot of poetry his poetry honestly I don't really get his poetry. When he would write poems for my mother, he would have to annotate it because his references were so obscure. Um, But he wrote, you know, poems and diaries from 
before we were born about us and about us as babies and letters to our future selves. All very poetic, even when it wasn't poetry. So true. So he was a beautiful writer. He definitely had an obsession with chronicling kind of his life, our lives, the world around him. Um, I think he did have kind of this idea that he was meant to be the next great American writer or next great American author, as he always put it. No, he always said the next great American novelist. (laughs) Um, There's certain authors that he really admired, like Hemingway and Walker Percy, that I think he really thought that was his calling in life. Unfortunately, there was like a lot of mental stuff that kind of, I think, kept him from truly pursuing that. Um, in a way that I think he would have wanted to. And so Lily and I always said that when he died, because it's something that we've been anticipating for a while, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to like put all of his writing into a book because I do think a lot of it's beautiful. I've shared a lot of it with my friends and I think it's not just a me thing. It's not just an us thing. He, his writing was, did have an amazing perspective and like should be shared with the world. And I think, you know, we've been going through all of his stuff. Lily's been looking at it more than me because even though him and I probably talked about his writing more when he was alive I think Lily's really good at kind of like the archival work and it's <laughs> it's, it's just I think it's it's tough for me yeah. in like a specific way yeah 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 where you're just like better at it um but we've been going through all this stuff and I think you know maybe someday we'll write a book but I for think now. the podcast format is really fun we are of a different generation we are of a different generation and actually um she'll probably listen to this but i need to give them creds like i said i was backpacking i met a lot of really amazing people and two of the amazing people i met were these girls i met in pai thailand sid and camille and i was telling them about my dad and we had this amazingly beautiful conversation an hour-long conversation about love and intergenerational trauma and relationships and what we take away from them and the legacy we leave behind and I was reading them my dad's poetry and it was like this very revelatory conversation for me because I was backpacking when my dad died I made the decision not to come home so I backpacked for two more months and it was really hard being away from my support system and this was kind of one of the first conversations I had that I felt like I really got something from it and people were really hearing me and understanding me when I was talking to my dad and Sydney knows about content creation so she was like Anna she's a badass fitness influencer she actually shout out to Sid Grows she is a really amazing person and makes like really amazing inspiring content that got me into the gym today um but she was like you should make a podcast the way that you talk about this is just really cool to hear about. And I feel like as we kind of get into those deeper, more emotional conversations, hopefully you guys will get some stuff. Um, like we, I got some stuff from that conversation. And then Camille, who's iconic. We love her. Um, she has no social media, but she kind of conceptualized. Even more iconic. Even more iconic and cool. But she conceptualized the idea of calling it Dead Dad Poet Society, which I thought was amazing because my dad was a poet. So basically we've had zero creative. (laughs) Yeah, we did not come up with anything. It's just those people around us, just the best girls in Pai Thailand. Um, But it's kind of perfect, the Dead Poet Society movie. Um, Because (laughs) I like to say this is the first movie that made me feel empathy for men, which is super fitting. I love that movie to death. And I think it is a great male expanders movie. Shout out to Binge Topia. 
um, for giving me that term. If Which you guys ever in free promo right now, <laughs> I love Binchtopia, guys. I love City you. Rose and Binchtopia are um, in free promo. A male expander, if you guys were wondering, is a man who expands your view of what a man can be. Since you know, there's a lot of misandry going around um, in my brain in particular. So. It's nice to, you know, see media and even maybe even know men in real life who can make me question my beliefs. Yeah. And I also think the Dead Poet Society is a great movie because a lot of it is about like words and literature and legacy and what you leave behind and teaching people. My dad went through stages of wanting to be a teacher, but he definitely was a mentor and teacher for a Mm -hmm. lot of people in his life. It's also about mental illness and feeling like you could contribute a lot to the world, but you don't know how to do it and how that can ultimately end in a sad way, mm-hmm. specifically suicide in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's just very emblematic of a lot of themes my dad loved and cared about and were represented in his life um, and that you see in his writing. So we thought it was a fitting name and would just be a fun thing to go with. Super fun, super light, super fresh. Yeah, so, you know, my dad was a little obsessed with his legacy a la Hamilton. I think we might... Which we will do a whole episode on drawing the parallels between Hamilton and our father. Um, Which is funny because, you know, he's a big Thomas Jefferson fan. Don't cancel him yet. There's things to cancel him for. Yeah, guys, he went to UVA UVA for undergrad and law school and they really, really push the Thomas Jefferson propaganda there. I mean, it's crazy, so... Yeah, and and I made him listen to a couple podcasts about the evil things Thomas Jefferson had done. And he he accepted it in the end, but he did at first dislike Hamilton the musical because he thought it was too mean to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so, you know, he grew up in a military family, white man in the 80s. He had a lot of flaws that we will discuss. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of like, there's there's layers. There's layers, there's to, layers this, to this stuff. Yeah. So he left behind a lot of writing and we have all of it. And we kind of think it'd be fun to go through some of it with you guys. So fun. So, I mean, every episode we will likely pick um, a piece of writing, even maybe just a sentence or a paragraph, and have a conversation around it. We'll talk about it, you know, from our dad's perspective and then also just from our perspective. Or we'll just pick a theme. For example, the parallels between my dad and Hamilton. Um, We're going to try to release episodes once a week, but my sister, the jet setter she is, will be um, leaving for Europe on August 15th. So we'll see how that goes. If I manage to fit a huge tripod, a professional film camera with multiple lenses, and a drone in my bag last time, and I was just backpacking. Something else you need to know about my sister is that (laughs) she is a unofficial influencer. (laughs) Um, people are really into her Instagram stories. I say I'm an influencer for my friends, family, and acquaintances. Yeah. I would never want to be a true influencer. I've Guys, so don't make us famous. <laughs> don't make us famous. No, I have so much respect for people who are like lifestyle influencers and travel influencers and fitness influencers, but I think making my, my personality like a brand would freak me out. Mm. But you know, if you guys want to like blow we up this would podcast. Not, we would not market well. If you guys want to blow up this podcast so we can have our dream um, like guess, which would be the Binchtopia girlies. Which, by the way, Julia, we are both. Well, you're a brown alum, so we have so much in common. You're also Jewish. 
And Eliza, your essay on your mom and living with her when she's bipolar, like changed my life. And there's a lot of parallels that we could discuss with our dad. Um, and then our other dream guest would be Caroline Calloway, who I just found out named like the press for her book, like Dead Dad Press. Damn. Like she and her dad, like we can talk more about this, but it's interesting the figures that we have in society as like young women with specifically dads who have killed themselves because there's more than you'd think yeah but the rep for it is like really all over the place and like there's ways in which people like are talking how caroline calloway's like posted some crazy shit about her dad but there's ways in which like i identify with what she's posted and i feel seen by it mm-hmm. um but i don't think there's that many people talking about this in a frank manner and i have kind of like been searching for this and I've been reading a lot of sub stacks and just trying to find people to relate to, to talk about grief with, to talk about this very specific kind of grief that suicide leaves behind, to talk about the very specific kind of grief that losing a parent leaves behind at like this age. Um, and it's, I just hope that, you know, as much as we can joke around, like this podcast can reach people who are either in the same boat or who aren't and just connect with it in some way because everyone's felt grief in their life in some way and I don't know and not just the type of grief that death leaves you know grief is a super universal emotion whether you realize it or not we've all felt grief in one way or another and I would love if we could like even if I assume it will just be like our family and friends listening to this expand the conversation and be transparent because I think it's often interesting I think I feel like I overshare on social media with some of the stuff, but then I also want to share more. I think that I'm not oversharing enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think an oversharing usually means that you are hiding very large aspects of yourself because it's a defense mechanism, right? We overshare because there are certain things that we really don't want to share. So... Yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of stigma around death. I think there's a lot of stigma around suicide. And... I think these are conversations that like need to be yeah had yeah um and I hope that we can bring some humor and levity but also some beautiful writing and also some I don't know emotions and just some understanding and empathy to the conversation that is happening mostly on my Instagram stories yeah and um between me and my therapist so true. Shout out to the therapist. They really are holding down the fort right now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. So that's it for this episode. We just wanted to do a little introduction. Our next episode will jump right in probably with a little piece of writing that we will share with you guys. Um, but until then... I don't... What should I like our little outro? Stay alive. <laughs> stay alive. Um... um. <laughs> okay so to end sign off we're going to do our secret little verbal handshakes that we used to do with our dad to say goodbye so si9 rubbing your nose making us butterflies making butterflies with you making a real butterfly with you for i9el tic-tac-toe hippopotamus you don't have to understand what it means no it's it's not for you you. love you guys love you